Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, this is Cinnabuds. I'm 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about Hustlers. I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. (laughs) I was close. Hustlers is the new movie about um, a ragtag group of strippers. Yep. Played by Constance Wu and uh, Jennifer Lopez. And uh, they're they're hitting it in the golden age of 2007 in strippers. And then um, 2008 happens. The stock market crashes. They kind of, you know, lose their grounding. And then they have to come up with a scheme to yep. come back into the scene to, you know, reach the heights that they once reached before. And so um, they start drugging customers and taking yep. their money. Then the rest of the movie is kind of like what happens when that gets out of hand, the relationships between um, strippers and their whole business model and all the rest of it. Yeah. Christopher Pollard, what did you think of Hustlers? And it's uh, based on a true story. Based on a true story, lest Always we not forget. Always nice uh, to see that at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. Based on a true story. Yeah. Um, I very, I didn't, you said, let's, we should see this movie. And I was like, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was so uninterested in seeing this movie, <laughs> especially alone. Like, I don't want to walk into a movie with Jennifer Lopez as a stripper by myself and go, hi, guys, I'm here to watch. Right. I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Judge me. <laughs> uh, but I didn't. First of all, I did get friends to go with me. Wonderful. And I was shocked how much I liked that movie. I loved it. Yeah. I it's loved really good. Hustlers so <laughs> much. I feel like there were, we've been in the doldrums of movies. We've watched some movies lately. And I feel like I'm doing this podcast in my mind. I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, am I, I'm just setting the bar too high. I'm becoming yeah. like the hardened critic, you know? And I'm like, I I just feel like I haven't really been liking anything or things haven't been connecting. And Hustlers Connected. That's I really loved this. Thing. Yeah. Um, what was, before we go into long form, give sure. me kind of like one hot take, um, one thing that really made it connect for you. It was more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I generally, For with sure. all the people that were high, like they're like Cardi B's in it, Lizzo's in it, and J-Lo, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a fun kind of... That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be, you know, like a romping comedy. Right, yeah. You know? And it was funny. There was a lot of humor in it. Um, and Cardi B needed to be in it 10 times more than she was because she uh-huh. was hilarious. And Lizzo. And Lizzo. It was more complicated. The plot was more interesting. They made it a little bit of a mystery in it. I honestly felt like it felt like a Steven Soderbergh movie um, where I was like, this is like thoughtfully done, plotted out interestingly, shot well. Absolutely. Um, it it was really, really solid. Like you said, it was it was complicated and there was so much to this movie. One of the, I think the little things that I like before we head into the long form is that going in and I was like, you know, it's mostly about like Wall Street guys yeah. and strippers and this is... I don't really love like worlds like that that are so far out of mine where I'm like, I have no connection to Wall Street. I really don't love movies yeah. about war, about Wall Street, about these things that um, I, I'm not really connected to. But this movie um, brought all of these things home. 
Yeah. It made everything human. Every aspect of this was grounded in reality. And I felt like th- it did such a great job of involving you into the movie and uh, um, making it relatable and bringing it down and making it human. Yeah. This was such a great movie on so many levels. We're going to talk about all of the levels. In the long form, we're going to dig into the whole thing. Talk about the music, the themes, the acting, all of it right when we get back. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film. Offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Fourth generation family owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffel's offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at steinhoffel's.com. And we're back. Oh, hello, hello. Um, uh, let's talk about Hustlers. Man, I love this movie. I yeah. want to talk about it so bad. Tell me one thing that you so, kind of like loved about it, or what's really cool what about it is, um, it's it is a bit surprising. Like when you s- hear the setup of this film, you you definitely get an idea. It kind of looks like stuff I've kind of seen before. But when you go in and watch it, you're like, oh, this has it does have heart. It's about friendship. The whole movie is about this amazing friendship and. Did it crumble or did it stay together through this insane scenario? So it's it's actually really sweet. There's so much sweetness in this movie, and you're so sad because you assume, like, oh, it's all going to fall apart, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um, some of the people go their separate ways, and then you see them come back together. It's very, you're, like, invested in these, especially the Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez characters. Yeah. It's it's about these themes about like being a stripper and about also um, Wall Street. These things that kind of like have this this visceral appeal. Yeah. And I it, and it it didn't lean on any of those things. Yeah. You know, it like it takes place in a strip club, and so um, you're gonna see naked people, but it was never like look at these hoo ha's. You know, a, it, it was, like, was never really flashy like that. Impressive thing about the movie. It was written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it with real sensitivity, and she—it's a strip club. You're right; it's intended to be sexy, and it was. Mm-hmm. But it was also like just impressive. Mm-hmm. Like you've got somebody like J Lo, who's iconic, and you get her—you know—the scene where she comes out and she's going to do a dance. So the whole audience is just geared up for that. Oh yeah, it's so impressively shot, and most of the time, even though she's very sexy, and you're thinking that—that's not going to escape you. Uh, what I was most amazed by, like, this is really well done. The dance itself was impressive. The the, scene, the way it's shot. Yeah. And I got to say, so obviously yeah. J-Lo's known for her bottom. And that's like an icon mm-hmm. uh, in itself. When you shoot a movie like this, so you're, everyone's going to be thinking, like, is, is that going to be featured? <laughs> <laughs> they shot it in a hilarious... I genuinely laughed out loud because I could see how they were doing this. She comes out, she spins around, and just as her butt is about to come in frame, they cut. 
to mm-hmm. like just a face shot or whatever. And then there she's dancing with her face away from the camera. It's like that D'Angelo video where they just almost go down to right. the business area. <laughs> they do the same where they're just about to reveal and then they and then they don't. The camera just hovers. They have shadow. I cracked up because I'm like, they're doing a great job. It's like, let's not reveal it for a while. And then they do. But again, it's not about her, her butt. It's not about sex. It's just an impressive dance that she apparently trained for like two months with somebody to make that happen. And uh, it's shot in a very like thoughtful way. Like, we know what you're going to do, but we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, it was so funny and very impressive. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about J-Lo or do you want to go in more into themes? Let's talk about J-Lo while sure. we're here. Um, uh, um, Jennifer Lopez was... Oh, that they're the same person. Okay. No, that, that, that clears yep. up a ton of stuff. J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Mm. You, Clever. You got, yeah. Clever. Yep. Um, she, she was just... She was so in the role. Yeah. You know? And uh, um, she plays like... She is the boss. Right. She is the head honcho. She... She has an attitude and a charisma, and she yeah. plays through the whole thing. And I felt like there was a there's a part of her character where they say they're talking about like why she is good at doing what she does. Yeah. And Constance Wu says that she like in, in in so many words says that she like sees the humanity in each person, and that was a part of the character that she portrayed where she. She put that into every single person that she met on the screen. Right. Even where you somebody saw the, that you thought, oh, she should not be involved with that person, but she sees something in them. Yeah, and it was I such agree. it was such a difficult thing to portray mm-hmm. as an actor to see humanity in others, and she just does it throughout the entire thing. And with this killer charisma, and you just see how appealing she is, and that she sees all these people as human beings and then she also like loves herself and ha- like has that charisma and uh-huh. charm she just knocked that role out of the park she yeah. could not have killed harder she was really good it was a was a and i will say let's be honest 90% of the movies that Jennifer Lopez has made typically yeah. have gone very poorly uh she's yeah. in a lot of flops like i mm-hmm. looked at her imdb imdb page and she has obviously there's a handful of movies that she's known for that are really solid. Right. Selena, Out of Sight, uh, some really good ones. Uh, but yeah, she's just made up. So I don't have when I a Jennifer Lopez movie comes out, I'm I don't have high hopes ever. Right. But this one is just one of the ones where she got a hold of it and uh she's really impressive. She did a really good job. And so, Constance Wu, I, I've only seen her in a awesome. couple of things. I just really like her a lot. She does awesome. solid work as well. Yes. So this movie starts in 2007, and it's about um, it, Constance Wu is the main character, and it follows her kind of getting her feet in the strip club, and J Lo is at the top, and it shows kind of her rise and her kind of being taken under J Lo's wing, mm. and uh, under her coat, under her literally coat. she gives yes, her part of her like coat. a wing, yeah. yeah. And um, it takes place in 2007, and one of the things that I really, really loved about this movie is how grounded it was in time. Yeah. It starts in 2007, and money's everywhere. They're talking about these Wall Street guys. Yeah. And 
you know where the plot is going. You know that this is 2007, New York, Wall mm. Street. You know that there's a crash coming, and you know that they're going to have to go through that. And then the crash comes, and then they have to go through it. And uh, to follow in actual time like that gave it such a, a grasp in reality. It was oh. not that this is like living outside, that this is... It, 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 it puts you in the scenario where, like, you lived through this. You know, like, you know how mm. what happened in the world at this time, this is how it affected a strip club. This is how it affected Wall Street. And I thought that it did such a great job of being grounded in yeah. actual reality. And what you were saying earlier about how there, you, there's those worlds where you're just not interested in, they're, they're mm. so far removed. I love movies that have worlds that I have zero investment in or don't nothing about. So do I. However... The Wall Street world, mm-hmm. uh, I could not be more uninterested. Like Wolf of Wall Street, the the movie Wall Street. <laughs> There's a bunch of movies that are grounded in that that are based on that world, and I find it mind-numbingly boring. Just because mm-hmm. money, that money on that scale in that way, just seems uh, gross to me. Right, Honestly, but they, they never all are portrayed as gross, and I'm sure, and I'm convinced that they're accurate. But so it- I'm done. However, yeah, in this movie. Yeah. It never glamorized money oh, in the no. way. I mean, it did. I mean, there was there yeah, certainly well. certainly there was like a uh, like we're gonna buy fancy things and we're gonna get greedy yeah, yeah. and it, like it did glamorize money, but On not in end. a way that was like gross. That yeah. was like not in a way that said this is something that you should be shooting for. You know, right. this is something to but look. But it up also to. glamorized it more on the the female characters end. And you see their stories and why they've gotten to this place and how they why they need the money and or why they just want it. It's more complicated than when you have the Wall Street version of that. It's just that's why I hate it. It's always these straightforward like I'm a greedy man and I just want to bilk people for their money. Right. So I find it boring. However, in this movie, you get to see the 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 bottom fallout. Yes. And I like it. <laughs> One of the things that I thought that this movie portrayed really well was the power of greed. So, like, 2007 happens, and then 2008 happens. They're on the bottom. They, like, Constance Wu bottoms out. She gets out of stripping. She has a kid. She's calling old contacts. She, like, is really desperate for cash. And so you see someone really at the bottom and struggling to make it day to day. And so she gets back with J-Lo, and they start drugging these guys for money, and, and then taking their money. And uh, you see that this starts out of desperation, out of, a, like, out of a very real place of, like, they need money. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah. And then you see it get out of hand. You mm. see them get where they wanted to and it not being enough. Yeah. And then them wanting to reach a certain point and that not being enough. And you see how greed works on the brain. And it's like, that that is life. You know, like that, like that is what happens. You think if I just make this this much money, things will be yeah. fine, and then it's not. Or if I just have this thing, then I'll be happy, and it's not. And I think that this movie did a great job of showing the real human emotion of how greed works on a person. Here's what I will say about that, and I'll be very honest: I'm not impressed with that as much. Not because they didn't do a good job, right? But I find that even in a sitcom. You know what's going to happen when someone, even when they work really hard and they all of a sudden get a lot of money, it's always the same thing. Right. And I'm fine. And I'm, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. I'm just not as impressed when they pull that off well because I think it's like, that's just what happens. 
Sure. But, you know, especially in a movie or TV. It would be really weird or boring story if you get a ton of money and then you're just happy and you spend it on charity and Well, it was it was it and it wasn't that wasn't like the big focal point no, of the movie, wasn't. but it was like it was a part of the movie that I that I I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Like so much of this movie. I wasn't expecting yeah. to hit it to hit me in the way that it hit me. The only that was the only thing I was expecting. Okay, <laughs> and that's fine. Fair it's enough. Just, but the thing, though, I will say in that same scenario, the thing mm. I was really impressed how they pulled up what they pulled off is how they showed time passing in this movie. Yes, and it was like a two what two hour nine minute movie, two hour ten minute movie. Mm. So it's a little bit longer, but they do they do have to take these chunks of time and just go and then time advanced. Yes. But they did it um, in a way that you're not like, oh, cut to 2009, and then you're just, oh, now you're ahead of time and you have to c- catch up. They do, in a short amount of time, during mm-hmm. these sort of transitions in time between 2007, 2017, or 2000, even yes. just a few years later, they show just a little bit of what's been happening since then in just in a small amount of time, extremely effectively, where it doesn't ruin the flow of the movie. And I was, I actually, I didn't even think about it until afterwards. I was like, that was really impressive because often in a movie, when you have to make those jumps, it's like the characters have to say a lot of exposition mm-hmm. to catch each other up. But they show a little bit and it doesn't make you, it doesn't seem too short. It's just like a sped up version. I, I thought that was really impressive. And it's that sense, especially with the JLo and um, Constance Wu characters. They're so close and they're gone f- from each other's lives for so long. And then when they see each other again, <laughs> it's that feeling of like you know how you have people from like you knew in a college and now you live in different states mm-hmm. and like maybe you see them every few years and when you get together it's just like oh it's like no time has passed mm-hmm. like you're just nor you're just yeah yeah it was like that was like a, such a satisfying like oh yeah it's like that it's because, like you're immediately close again yeah and that is because this movie was about friendship mm-hmm. you know like at the bottom of everything this movie um was about friendship and and heart um but. I did want to circle back on... You got Goonies, you got Hustlers. Yeah, Goonies, you got Those Hustlers. Those are the two movies about friendship that I know of. Um, one of the ways that it was really effective about showing time, and yeah. I wanted to, to talk about from a craft point of view, yeah. was how good it was at music. The music, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The music and audio in this movie were off the charts. So one of the things it does, in 2007, it plays Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston, one of the best songs <laughs> of 2007. And it's like that came on and it was like it's a song that has not lived past 2007. Yeah. That was like that that was like a big hit in 2007. It was a one-hit wonder. It um it has not aged it, like super well, although it does sound great. But like you hear that song and it's like this is 2007. 2013 comes on and it's like here's Royals by yeah. Lord. And you're just like you're in that moment. You know what was happening when you yeah. were listening to that song in that year. And then not only does it come in with like the music of that time? There was it came in with that Scott Walker song, and I was like, my God! I, I gasped in yeah. the theater. The one where it goes next, naked as sin, an army towel covering my belly. Some of us blush, somehow knees turning to jelly. Next, oh and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Thing, and it's like, so it was, it was, it was a song like from the seventies, but it fit the mood so well that it was like yeah. impossible. I should have watched it with you because there was a moment I was like, what is this song that That's came out? Scott of, Walker, that, baby. Well, I don't know if that was the one. There was one that came out. I was like, this is like an artier. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that song. And it was like really perfect and a little bit like, again, a little bit 
artier touch yeah. than I'd seen. And I was like, oh, this is a nice transition. I should have had you there because I didn't. I was like, I don't know who this is, but it's great. Scott Walker. And and, and then. Um, Not all, the former governor. Is that correct? Right. Okay, correct. good. Um, and then, although I've always wanted, there's a Scott Walker does Jacques Brel album. And yeah. I've always wanted a Scott Walker does Scott Walker album. <laughs> yeah. That is a dream of mine. I've always wanted the ex-governor to cut an album. I just think <laughs> yeah. maybe that's his niche. Really? <laughs> maybe. Back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um and then also it had all of these piano interludes yeah. that really fit the scene well. Sorry, I'm still chuckling. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, you're right. There there were like these little montages and these little scenes where it had this like this touch of piano that that added this like artier bit yeah. that was it was like, you know, stripping and wall street like they're big and they're brass and it could have this like vavoom element yeah. to it but instead it had this like artistic touch yeah. of these piano interludes that went throughout that um what i thought were like really beautiful i only just now that you're saying it, i did remember that from one scene where it was there was just some action happening and they had this really lovely music and i thought this is a nice alternative to what you would normally put here right there's also uh, my fr- uh, uh, Nicole guest. She goes, I bet, I bet um, J Lo's scene will be too uh, criminal by uh, Fiona Apple. And I was like, I go, why? She goes, because that's such a stripper song. I've been a bad, bad girl. I've been careless with a delicate man. And it's a sad, sad world. But Fiona Apple, I've, I've got insider information Ooh, on this. Inside information. Um, Fiona Apple never licenses her music to be played and stuff. Oh, really? And J-Lo petitioned her directly. Oh, yeah. And uh, convinced her to allow the song to be used in the movie. I'm sure that would be effective. Um, Jennifer Lopez called me. She can have any of my music. Uh, um, I have to make some. But <laughs> continuing on, just <laughs> audio in this movie. This is how much I loved this freaking movie. Um, I it did. It had these other craft elements where it used audio. It just in the most brilliant way. They were there. Uh, Constant Wu is being interviewed by the journalist that ultimately yeah. writes this article that leads to this movie being made. And there's a recorder on the table, and she kind of like nervously looks at it throughout. Yeah. And uh, she's like foreshadowing a bit there. And then there is a scene where she stops the recorder, and the whole all audio on oh, the movie Oh, that was stops. so nice. Yeah, I remember that. And they continue talking, and things happen, but she pressed stop on the recorder, and so they just sound cuts, out. sound cuts out of the movie for a good you like 15 her, seconds. You see her leave the house. Action happens in silence, mm-hmm. and it was like, that was such a brilliant part. And then there's a part in the movie as well where um, there's a character, Dawn, who wears a wire. And, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she is, oh, yeah. you know, she's she's like ratting out her friends and she is like in cahoots with the cops. And they don't have to say any of that because they play the audio from the recorder and it's it's audibly different from right. a, like a studio audio. It sounds muffled. Yeah. You know that this must be under a jacket or something. Yeah, when she and moves, th- you hear the rustling of her sound. But you're seeing the action of the film, but you're hearing it through a police mic. They don't have to do the scene where she goes in and they like right, they yeah, put the wire on her like yeah. that you've seen so many times. You just hear it. Yeah. And it just like they didn't have to do anything visual. Yeah. And it's great to avoid that scene of them miking them up and telling them how, how to do it. How many times have you seen that yeah, freaking scene? Like, we, I know how to go undercover. <laughs> 
I'm convinced I'd be a great rat because I <laughs> yeah I know where the mic goes. I know you tape it under, not over. I know. <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, police. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really well done. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more real quick about uh, the cameos. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I w- just it's only a my. This isn't really spoiler, but if you don't want to know about the f- sweet cameos, don't stop. You know, to cover your ears, but don't turn it off because we need we need the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you've got Cardi B, who's hilarious. She's just so like. She's really this is funny. Cardi, Cardi B being Cardi B can't be anything other than yeah. Cardi B. I don't know she probably can because she can do anything. Yeah, but uh, this is like the just perfect casting. And uh, Lizzo is in there has a has a one or two funny moments and plays. Oh the flute. my god, she play Sasha is her name. Oh Sasha, Sasha flute. That's the name of her flute. Oh, I did not know her flute had a name. Yes, I it's will say I'm Instagram. Saying, I'm saying this as if I know Lizzo is a flute player, <laughs> but I didn't know that. And friends, they're like, "Oh, of course they had to put the flute in there." I'm like, "What's that mean?" And they're like, "Yeah, she's notoriously like a flautist. expert flautist." <laughs> yes, and I'm like, "That's a great touch." Then uh-huh. I'm going to pretend on air that I knew that the whole time, but I felt dishonest. So nice. And my favorite and the best the cameo best. in I know there where you're going with this is Usher. Usher. Makes an appearance, and it's like 2007 Usher, but it was filmed this year because he's timeless. <laughs> he <laughs> will timeless. never look different. <laughs> he will never. That was filmed like, that was supposed to be 12 years ago, and it's just, it's Usher just yeah. looking perfect. There's a great moment where was, J-Lo asks, what's your name? What's your name? He goes, Usher, baby. And <laughs> I, even I got that. I got it. it was I'm so, an old man, and I get right. it. I <laughs> right. cracked up laughing. It was so good. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie, man. Enjoyed the movie, and then, and then in the end, it's it's like constant woo and J Lo's friendship. Yeah, is the main bit is like the part at the end where they circle back on. They like they have done this article that was released, and then in the end, Constance Wu calls the journalist that wrote the piece, and the like years after the piece oh, is yeah, out, yeah. and the journalist is like having a party at her house or something, and she calls and just says. What else did she say about yeah. me? You know, she and just it's wants like, to know. She wants to hold on to that friendship that, that she thinks she's lost. Yeah, she misses her friend. Yeah. In the end, it's, it's about friendship. <laughs> I love this freaking movie. It's that is so a voice good. I've never heard before. I know. This is how much I love this. You didn't get that one for Roma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. A Hustlers. We liked it. The movie. Not the magazine. The I do not promote the magazine. <laughs> okay. Hustlers, you should watch it. It was great. Amazing. We loved it. And that's it. Yep. Next week, we're talking about the film festival. It's coming around the corner. Which film festival? The Milwaukee Film Festival. Oh, I work there. When do the books come out? They are out tomorrow. This, this airs on Wednesday, uh, which is what it is today, because obviously we do it live. And... Uh, they come out the 26th, Thursday the 26th at Good City Brewing specifically. And then the next day, 27th, on the Friday, they will be all over the city. You can get them to the Oriental Theater, all of the venues we're using, uh, a bunch of coffee shops and restaurants, and tons of places will have them. 27th, they're out for everyone. And we'll do in a preview next week. Yep. Um, this is Cinebuds. I'm Justin Barney's 88.9. That's true. And I'm, I'm the Milwaukee film version of Christopher Pollard. Uh, this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited 
by DJ Kenny Perez. Whee! Kenny, you should see this movie. Um, also, our we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, our theme song is from Brett Newski. Brett Newski should see this movie as well. Um, we also get help from Steinhoffel's Furniture and Associated Bank. You, all of their their whole companies should watch this movie. Watch the movie. <laughs> We also get help from members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. What? Well, it's, I think 90% of them should watch the movie. They should the see other it. The 10 should also watch the movie. They should see it. And uh, um, that's it. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's Cinebuds. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.